0: hey aaron yes knock
1: knock who's there uh are you looking up a knock knock joke (laughs) maybe wow okay okay go on
0: okay i got one i got one uh knock knock
1: who's there arch Watch who bless you
0: well hey everybody welcome to uh, episode three of the A M podcast welcome back we're back <laughs> we're actually like here
1: yeah on time maybe yeah and but we're getting uh, the release of
0: this yeah hopefully we won't be super late on this because this is one that we really want to get out as fast as possible because of how big a movie it is right now yeah it actually just broke records for October I don't know
1: if you saw that I think it's at like three hundred million the box office right now.
0: Oh my god! Are you And it's serious? only
1: been out for two days.
0: For like two as days, of yeah. Recording, yeah. Jeez. So,
1: yay, yay, Joker.
0: If you haven't guessed, that's what this podcast is going to be about. Is about the Joker movie. This is a very big movie that we're really excited to talk about. You know, we're gonna do the usual. You know, what we watched and then a quick news update, but. We're going to try to get through that just as quickly as possible because we want to get right into our review of Joker.
1: So, Absolutely. So let's just start off with what we watched and the time we've been gone. Or I guess we should quickly address the time that we've been gone if we want to you know, do that. Um. So we are delayed a little bit. Our, our It Chapter 2 release was delayed a couple of weeks just due to a couple of events in our personal lives. I destroyed my leg. So I've been kind of bedridden for the
0: past two weeks and that hasn't been very productive at all for anything. So that didn't help. And I got in a car crash that was zero percent my fault. Just uh, so you guys know, um, and my car was totaled, and so I had to go through the whole dealings with insurance and then getting a new car. So we uh, we were both out of it for yeah. for a while, and so it kind of delayed our podcasting schedule. But yeah. now we're back. Crazy thing! It was like back, It was like within two days of each other. Too. Literally, it was, yeah. It was. It was, was uh, <laughs> but uh, but anyways, yeah. So now with that with that going quick back life update, a, yeah, we're yeah. going to move on to. Uh, you know, what we watched this what week. We watched so, this Aaron, week. you actually paid me a visit. We got to go see At Astra,
1: or as I like to call it, Brad Astra. It's a, it's a great movie. It's Brad Pitt doing his best Ryan Gosling impersonation was <laughs> my immediate thought coming out of the theater. It's just, you know, Ryan Gosling is kind of typecast as a guy that doesn't show any emotion whatsoever. If you've
0: seen Blade Runner or First Man or any Ryan Gosling? Movie. It was it was like a mix of Ryan Gosling and uh, Matthew McConaughey's Lincoln commercials. Where yeah, he just like narrates yeah. himself. Yeah, because he narrates. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Um, but it was a good one. Uh, it was directed by James Gray. I'm unfamiliar with
1: any of his other work. Uh, the cinematography was really, really outstanding. By it was Hoy, great. Hoy yeah. Ben Hoytema. I like in this movie too. It, it's like Gravity. Like, like it's a it's more of a deconstruction of just you know how society builds up. You're supposed to be strong, silent type, and it's really a a breakdown of that kind of character. how that's not a good thing um much more of a parental relationship focus but it is kind of the same thing where it's like gravity and that it's one
0: character kind of isolated a bit in space very very enjoyable um these past two weeks have been uneventful for me in terms of watching things uh, because i was preparing for an interview but um the movie that i watched was the impossible um, which stars uh, Tom Holland, actually, when he was a kid, as well as Naomi Watts. How old is um, It's about the true story um, about the tsunami in Thailand uh, in 2004 and, and about the survival of this family um, who was on vacation there. And it's a, it's a great movie. Definitely recommend checking it out. Just okay. to uh, kind of move right along, um, we're going to get into the news of the industry. And uh, the biggest one right now is uh, is some very good news. Aaron? Spider-Man's back. It's no longer Shanos and the Forever Stones. Uh, no, Shanos and Tony, S- Tony Sark. Tony Stark. Tony. Uh, to- Wait, no, no it's Sony Tark. Yeah, 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 Sony yeah. Sony Tark.
1: Yeah, no, Shanos, Sony Tark, and the Forever Stones. Thank God, because that would have been super embarrassing. And um, well, I mean, it.
0: We. I, I don't think the details of this deal have really been parceled out yet, um, or at least you know, public knowledge. Yeah. The only I, thing that, that is known about the, uh, the deal kind of being rekindled was, was because it was Tom Holland that, that inter- intervened and was like, bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, shouts out to Tom Holland. What I've
1: seen rumored is it's like, he gets the Spider-Man three movie and he'll probably be around for the next Avengers movie.
0: I think that's what I saw and as well. The rest will then, be to be determined. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Call it there. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But as long as we get to finish the story that was established with far from home, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, because it's
1: yeah, it would be so so bad to end it off on the twist that Far From Home and concludes. And if
0: they bring uh, Daredevil back in Disney Plus, oh well, if if they do, the dream if is still they, alive. If Matt Murdock, the dream and, is and still alive. Peter Parker
1: can still team up. That'd be that'd be that'd be really cool. But I I doubt it. That that's a uh, that's a stretch.
0: Yeah. Overall, Spider Man's back, and it's great news. Yeah. We uh we want to briefly talk about Martin Scorsese's comments about uh about the Marvel films. Scorsese does not believe that the Marvel films are what was what was the. He's like they're not cinema. They're, they're not cinema. Theme parks, that's right. Basically, yeah. He, he equates them to the theme parks. Yes, or a theme park. I am not the biggest fan of this statement. Um, however, given more context, it is not far off to a certain extent. To a certain extent, Aaron, you want to elaborate on it because I know yeah. you you had um, you have a I'm, good explanation. I'm
1: more in agreement with the statement than you are. Um, because uh, I I don't think comparing the MCU to a theme park is all that off. Theme parks make a lot of money for a lot of people to go to them, and um and people go to them for essentially the same feeling every time, and um but if you go to a theme park three to four times within a year, you, you kind of expect the rides and they get a little stale, and I think that that's what most MCU detractors or even you know superhero movie fatigue that's not just mcu you can loop in dc and all the standalones all together that have just been you know because we've been getting superhero movie after superhero movie after superhero movie right trilogies event movies like avengers it's been non-stop for the last decade and even if you want to run why rewind the clocks back to like x-men and spider-man like it's been the last two decades um and i don't blame our tours in in in, in quotes for like like scorsese who you know Notably, takes his time between hit after hit. You know, these these are movies that are talked about in the upper echelons of like legends, right? Scorsese, yeah, I understand why. If 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 it's almost like it's on an assembly line, you know, and you know what you're gonna get, and it's a good car, but it's not a Ferrari, you know. And the the, the one of the main problems here is that Scorsese didn't, he hasn't watched all the MCU movies, and I think that. I do think that part of the cultural zeitgeist of why the MCU is so hallowed right now is because this latter stages of the MCU, where they've been within the last five years, have been excellent. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ever
0: since Civil War, I'll pull it back to Civil War, or maybe even no, Guardians. With, I, I would say, uh, I mean, the first Avengers kind first of. First Avengers was great. Yeah. Kind of started it, but then it, uh, to yeah. me, it was Guardians and um, Winter, Soldier. Uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll rewind it to to Winter Soldier maybe even the first Avengers. But I, I think that most of the slam dunk hits other than Winter Soldier have kind of been, you know, in a post-Ultron uh, MCU, which is way later than people like Scorsese and the initial detractors fell off, right? So he has... Of course he has no love for a movie like Infinity War or Endgame. But uh, the thing is, is is where I also... You can kind of spin a theme park to a positive uh, comparison is because... If you're like us, who, you know, we live by, you know, we live kind of close to Disneyland and we went to Disneyland all the time. Well, we went to Disneyland all the time because uh, we, we found something that we were, you know, attached to and we like to keep going back and, you know, try to
0: try to find um, like special things about it that, yeah, that we, stand out and like and on our, well, I should say like things about it that stand out and are special to us. Yeah. You know what I like? That's what you're trying to say. Yeah. Right. And yeah. And and um. Even on that note,
1: like it's not exactly fair too because a theme park, it takes a while for a new ride to be built or something, for new thrills or for them to build something new. Whereas when a new director comes into the MCU, everyone gets really excited because they don't know what their take's going to be. I guess in essence, my my point is is that I agree with the theme park comparison up until the additions of guys like James Gunn, like Taika Waititi and the Russo brothers. Yeah, Because when those guys came in, that is when the MCU we you got the big hits Ryan Coogler too you know back Black Panther yeah um you get color you get uh good music all the all the main criticisms of how the MCU was in its
0: early stages I'd say are mostly gone by now they're no longer boring to look at yeah like, no I agree I mean yeah. whenever I, I was telling this to you earlier whenever I rewatch Marvel films I tend to I tend to start with the ones that are pretty much post uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, like I mean, I start with start with Winter Soldier and then go through the majority of them that are after, um, because that's that's when, like you were saying, that's when you can really start to see they're hitting their stride. You know, they're finding their voice, which they found them with a lot of the earlier films. But you know, it was still the early stages, yeah. it was still phase it's one. It's very cookie cutter. Those exactly. Early stages. Yeah. And so that 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 was my biggest tripe with and and that that was something that that you, um, that you made a point about that I I appreciated was that like. The majority of Marvel films, yeah, okay, you know, like I can see that because you know they are cookie cutter. They're they're pretty formulaic about and h- and structured there's, there's pretty much the same way. There's beats you have to hit for all of these. That's, yeah, yeah,
1: that's that's no, that's known. You know, exactly, comics, exactly. Whatever.
0: But then you introduce the filmmaking styles of of the, of the of the of the geniuses like you were talking about, like James Gunn and the Russo brothers Guardians and Taika Waititi and Ryan Ryan Coogler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you introduce their voices, that's when that's when the the films really stand out. And I wish martin scorsese were to have at least you know at least seen those you know because those are the ones that yeah that mean a lot and that are very very like top class a lot of the marvel movies are technically and
1: visually kind of stale bland cookie color formulaic but those ones those kind of bland ones rely more on the characters and actors to get the audience going which they do because those are your those are those are why people bear through iron man 2 and stuff because it's not a great movie but you're there for robert downey jr gwyneth paltrow uh Don
0: Cheadle you know yeah. list goes on right and also you're there for the evolution of the story yeah you know? but
1: the the reason why we hold the ones made by uh directors like Gunn, Coogler, YTD, Russo Brothers so high is because they do both things well they're able to give you a style as well as character interactions that you've you love and exactly you, you have a good takeaway exactly yeah uh, to say a movie like Infinity War isn't cinema I don't know how like I I, I just <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me yeah Everyone was like, back in 2011, I was like, oh, they're never going to be able to do the Avengers movie. And then they did it, and it raised the bar. Then everybody in 2015 was like, oh, they'll never be able to do Captain America Civil War. There's too many, right? And then they did it, and they raised the bar even further. And then sure enough, it's the same conversation for Infinity War and Endgame. And then they did it, and they ended it in one of the better endings that you could possibly ask for. One of the best endings One you of the could best endings, yeah. yeah. And and I don't know how you can look at that entire thing, regardless of what you feel about the individual pieces, and be like, oh, that's that's like... How can you look at that and be like oh, that's
0: not good. That's not well, fair. I think we could continue talking about this for a while for quite a while yeah but we have a movie review to get to yeah, it's
1: time. Let's do a I guess I guess quick description before we get into our initial thoughts. It's an origin story unlike any other origin story I've seen put to film because this movie is an origin story about a villain and I can't quite think of off the cuff a,
0: another origin story for a villain that we have ever gotten in one of these, you know, comic book movies. I've seen a lot of descriptions on, or n- not descriptions, but a lot of things online saying that this is about an anti-hero. No. Which, I mean, like, I- yes, but no. Maybe? But no. Mm-hmm. like because, And and that's, that's just because we know this is about Joker. Yeah. Who is a villain, and he, at the end of the, well, I mean, spoilers, obviously, but I mean, it's the Joker. At the end of the film, he becomes the villain you know yeah, it's a villain protagonist yeah so so this is this anti-hero. is yeah <laughs> this is not not an anti-hero story this is this is a villain story but it's it's it starts it's, with just a man yeah it's in a way Ill. where you want to support the villain yeah it's crazy yeah it, it's it's a
1: mentally ill man who is uh he's stuck in one of the worst lives possible Probably, and it's just, everything just kicks him while he's down, and it's just, how much can you take until you snap? Um, I don't think that this movie drew uh, direct, it didn't directly, like, copy any of the Joker stories from the comics that I know of, but I know that it took a lot from, like, One Bad Day. Yeah. It's an original screenplay, which I believe it was written by the director, yeah? Correct. Uh, Who's who's the director? Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. I I just know that he did the Hangover movie, so this is a complete detachment from or a com- completely different kind of style of movie making from this guy. And for what it's worth, he, he did an excellent job. I think he knocked it out of the park, um, which I guess, you know, okay. So initial reactions, um, I really like it. I'm not over the moon about it. Um, I don't think it's the greatest thing ever, but it's probably the best origin story I've seen in a very long time with like spider verse excluded. Cause that's wholly different, totally different kind of ballpark. But um, uh, it's, it's, it's a total flip of an origin story. Uh, superheroes you know they're kind of shaped by their environment and become you know forces for good but joker was also shaped by his environment and just kind of says fuck it let's see we'll we'll see what can happen and and that's because why not because why not he's just like i have nothing else to lose basically like he says at one point in the movie yeah so it's like a weird twisted gross origin story and um it's grimy yeah it is what about your, your initial reaction sir
0: i loved it it was it was really special um yeah I got to say I went into this movie with extremely high expectations yes. mainly because the two Joker trailers were my favorite trailers of of this like of this previous like cycle like, of uh, like yeah. a tra- like uh, season of trailers right. you know like they they're just unbelievably good and and so I went into this with extremely high expectations you know knowing that Joaquin Phoenix was was going to do a good job and I would say my expectations were were met and probably a little exceeded not like far exceeded but but you know I I think they even they hit the high but they still went a little bit beyond exactly cool. exactly yeah. I I walked out of this I I wanted to say as much as I could like right then and there but obviously you know we both held our tongues because it's a fresh movie we didn't want to talk about spoilers right outside the theater so yeah so we waited I love this one yeah. I thought it was fantastic um We'll obviously get more into specifics, like talking Mm -hmm. about story and and the the more creative and technical aspects of the film. But just general thoughts without spoilers. It was fantastic. Um, I loved it. And I, I would highly recommend kind you go of, see it. Kind of depressing, but it's 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 very unique
1: in that aspect. So and um, Joker's one of, if not the most iconic villain I
0: think of all time. I think he is. So yeah. like, I mean, a lot of people nowadays would say Thanos, but that's just because of <laughs> ex- exactly. But that's <laughs> yeah. just because of the <laughs> yeah. MCU. Yeah. You know, no. before nobody knew Thanos, yeah, but yeah. everyone knew Joker. Joker. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's it's Batman and
1: Joker. Yeah. So um, so uh. I guess, you know, we can obviously say we both definitely recommend it and you're probably going to see it regardless. So go see it. It's great. Yeah. Um, but let's uh, go ahead and just dive into the story. Like you said, we we're going to do So and I think let's dive it's, into uh, that
0: stuff. I think it's fair to say spoiler spoilers. alert from here on out. Yes. So if you have Heavy not spoilers. seen Joker, do not listen because this is a movie that is definitely worth watching without anything being spoiled. So yeah. if you are listening now and you have not seen Joker, please turn this off. And then once you have seen it, come right back. So, what'd you think of the story, sir? My notes are just this. Go on. <laughs> it's fucking tight as fuck.
1: It, it, it's pretty tight. Yeah. It's pretty tight. Um, the, I, it, it's a slow burner. It's a very, very slow burner. Yes. But I think that that third act is uh, it makes it worth it and then some. Yeah. It, it's like triple your payoff exactly. for, for when, the first remember, hour and a half. I remember yeah.
0: sitting in the film and wondering, you know, where are they going with this? Aside from the fact that he was going to become Joker, obviously, you know, like what what is yeah. the path that they're taking? And it was it like uh, it was it was clear to see, you know. Obviously, it was his steady his steady mental decline, but it was it was slow, you know. Like yeah. in in at first, I was I I thought it was like oh, you know, I don't really I don't really know how I feel I'm about doing this it for me. But then, like you said, once it reached like the end of the second and then beginning of third act, and you really started to see him becoming joker you started seeing those mannerisms come out that's when i th- i realized like literally in the theater i i, I was like thinking like we're we, we have seen the transformation of arthur into joker yeah like we are we have we have gone through everything that he has we are we are seeing it we're witnessing these revelations within him and and feeling what he is feeling and now we understand why he has gotten to this point you yeah know? and so that slow burn was well worth it yeah he he he, he already started at a very low low and it only spirals worse,
1: and it's 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 really sad, um, but but you see how everything just kind of like just the reverberations of the impact of the city and what it does to uh, even the higher ups like Thomas Wayne and Murray the talk show host, and just. How it impacts how everything impacts everything else. I think it, it's so tightly done and all of Joker's actions are direct consequences of things that happened before and they're all like like nothing comes out of the blue really. Nothing is like um
0: Nothing feels nothing's contrived.
1: Nothing nothing feels contrived. And I feel like contrivances are a lot of uh, gripes for other origin stories and stuff, like, Oh, why did you happen to be there? Like mm-hmm. no, like for example, you, you know that like uh when Joker's getting jumped in the subway, you know he has the gun, mm-hmm. right? And it's not like like um it was out of nowhere. Like it right. was set up by a character right. and it, it all comes back towards the end too. Yeah. It's it, it's a it's really well told, honestly. I've, I'm so happy that there wasn't any moments in the plot where I was like, well, this doesn't make sense. There's yeah. a
0: hole, this is stupid. So like- I mean, the way that I, I described him to you earlier was this feels like a comic book Joker, but in the real world and told in a realistic way. Because, yeah. because like obviously, you know, with the Joker, everyone's going to compare it to- to to ledger and everyone's going to compare it to nicholson and Mm -hmm. and there are going to be comparisons between the different um portrayals of this character yeah christopher nolan's uh universe is supposed to be in the real world you know it's supposed to be it's supposed to be real life and so that joker is a very different type of Joker. talking about the dark knight trilogy, correct yeah yeah, yeah. we're talking um, right now i'm talking about the dark knight that joker is a very different joker from this one right um and also it's established in that film um that you know uh, uh, Michael Caine's Alfred says you know some men just want to watch the world burn yeah that's what that Joker is he just wants to cause chaos that's that's what he is meant to be and that's that's their depiction of the Joker which was awesome yeah and it is it is very accurate to the comic books Um, this this portrayal of the of the Joker is much different in an amazing way you know each one is fantastic in mm-hmm. their own way but mm-hmm. this one is much much different so I mean, I don't really know how closely we can compare them. Uh um, maybe we'll try that at the end of this. Yeah. Maybe we'll try for a little bit of
1: compa- comparison talk. Yeah, yeah, but, exactly. Cuz that's
0: that's inevitable, you know. Everyone's like a lot of people
1: justify like, "Oh, don't compare actors' performances, but that's eh, fun." Yeah, yeah. So, maybe we'll try that towards the end, but go on with, you, no, with your No, I mean, point. I was
0: just going to say like to me, you know, it makes him it makes him feel real while also keeping like staying true to how he was in the comics, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I, I really appreciated that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's just uh He's just a really meek kind of guy, and um, you know, you don't want to see him—a guy like that—getting picked on, because you know, like us as the audience, like, oh, he's obviously very sick in the head, and you'd never choose that. And then as we find out, you know, super abused as a baby and as a child, and yeah, it's sad. It's just like it—it's one bad hand after another, and yeah.
0: I think it would be good to kind of just take it, not like through the full story, but just kind of like step by step through like his transformation. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like starting at the beginning of the story, you know, we have Arthur as he is. And I think they do a great job of setting up his his background, you know, that he is mentally ill, that he takes medication, that he was in the hospital for a while. Asylum. Um, or, uh, uh, yeah. Arkham, I mean, they, yeah, they, yeah, they call it the, the hospital, but, you know, it it's was probably most likely, asylum. It was yeah, it was most likely Arkham Asylum um you know they do a great job of establishing that but also they show that he is he is mentally stable enough that he is able to live his life in the in like the real in the in the outside world as Mm -hmm. opposed to remaining in the hospital Mm -hmm. so at, at the beginning of the story you know he's he's not he's not like fully fully mentally stable or 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 um he's also not fully mentally unstable yeah exactly exactly like he is like secure enough to be able to live his life like in the world and and take care of himself his, as well as his mother his, yeah take as well as his mother um so that's where he's at in the beginning of the film however there are the signs that he's not he's not fully uh he's not fully okay you yeah
1: know? yeah the condition with his laughter he can't help
0: it or what he calls a condition right yeah yeah because uh we we find out it's it's not a condition yeah yeah it's uh it's in his head yeah yeah <laughs> yeah which yeah. i thought was a, a brilliant element on both ends because when it, when i when i when it was first introduced that it was a condition i believed it i did too i thought i, I and I, I was literally gonna research it afterwards and see if that was a real thing um but then when they they kind of revealed it at the end that it actually wasn't a condition and it, and that was just a made up story to cover up the fact that like, he's just crazy. Yeah. And I thought the, that was, I thought that was really cool because that, that in itself is like, yeah, that's Joker like that. Yeah, he's he's just, he's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, well,
1: he still had psychological and physical abuse too, which ties into it. But right. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, like you said, they try to like, Oh, he has a actual condition, but it's like, well, kind of not really, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a nuts mental game.
0: So uh, Arthur's character, um, you know, he is an aspiring comedian, um, and there is one figure that he he sees as like an inspiration and as a role model, and that is the character of Murray Franklin, who is played by Robert De Niro. Yeah. Um, who is a talk show host and He's you know a Johnny Carson type. Kinda. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so he has this talk show that he he dreams that one day he is able to be on it, and he also dreams of of Murray um, you know, accepting, accepting him. him. Yeah. Like, and, oh, you're a son. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, <laughs> and wanting him as his son essentially. Yeah. And so that's what he wants. That's in his head. That's, that's his goal. Yeah. So, so Arthur clearly not only
1: is not well, uh, mentally, but also physically he's, he's very sickly looking. He's, he's, he's almost like starved, probably just, you know, in poverty, uh, consequences of that. But, um, the world around him constantly forces him into bad situations, too, because Gotham is not a safe place at all. Like, like in this movie, Gotham is so gross. Like, take all the worst parts of New York City and just kind of spread it throughout the entire city. It's not clean. It's so gross. It's constantly brought up how grimy this world is. And um, he's put into dangerous situations just given where he's at. And um, he, need, he needed a form of self-defense after getting jumped by these three kids, or uh, several kids, rather, And um, that's how he ends up getting a gun from his co-worker as a form of self-defense, which, you know, you can you can try to rationalize, make arguments for and against it. The real problem comes within like once Arthur uses that gun uh, to kill three kids, uh, not kids, uh, three Wall Street guys. Right. Um, Once he uses that gun to kill the three Wall Street guys, he doesn't feel anything. That's what the co-workers didn't really anticipate, which is the problem here is cuz he felt nothing. He was like, "Oh, well, whatever." Which is yeah, it's just, you know, really really scary.
0: Yeah, and th- this situation of killing the 3 Wall Street guys is what really jump starts the uh is what really jump starts the uh, kind of like yeah, the the spiral but also like the the plot that Joker starts to take over. Yeah. Um because, you know, this is this turns into a much bigger situation than just him killing three guys. It now turns into a political thing within the film. Yeah, because this now turns into a symbol to the lower class of Gotham as rebellion against the elite. Yeah. Um, and so they use this as almost like inspiration to try to fight back against the elite and and look for for better opportunity and, and more equal treatment. Yeah. Um, and so it turns into a much bigger thing within the film. Um, and it also becomes something that, that then again, like what we were saying, furthers the transition from Arthur into Joker because mm-hmm. Arthur before, you know, all his life, he has felt almost like he hasn't existed because people don't treat him well. And I mean, it, it, that, it, like people, it, people don't treat him well if they treat him like anything at all, Yeah. you know? And so now... After after this event where he killed these three people, and now people are starting to almost see it as 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 a leadership move, he is now like starting to think that people are starting to realize appreciate and, and, and appreciate him exactly, and so that is where he starts to think, you know, maybe this sort of this sort of behavior and this sort of persona, yeah, is me, you know, and is what I am meant to do, and then
1: um. Aside from the political side, you get the more personal side. Uh, A character named Sophie gets introduced, who is a woman that lives on Arthur's floor. Um, And she uh, is kind of used as a way of humanizing Arthur in a way that just like kind of makes him a little bit more, uh, you know, relatable. makes us feel a little bit more empathy because at least like it seems that he has one good kind of relationship going for him. She's kind of supportive when uh, his mother has a heart attack and, um, you know, has to go to the hospital, stuff like that, little tiny scenes like that. But um, just like everything else in this movie, just kind of ends up being, oh, well, sorry, (laughs) sorry, but it's just another kick to Arthur's rib cage in that, like, she's not real at all. It's a complete fabrication in his mind, which is um, really well set up. Actually, the movie, the movie, uh, does these tricks where it's like at the beginning we talked about how he has these uh illusion of grandeur for murray and um how he how he uh, sees himself as like oh murray's i'm gonna be on a show one day he's gonna accept me we have a whole dream sequence kind of it turns out he had the same thing with sophie basically and that entire relationship was just formed in his head and she's just a stranger living on his floor and he
0: yeah and he well, I mean, it, it was just very well, um, it was very well, well kept, uh, like the secret of it all was very well kept, right. but they did have those subtle things to, to, to kind of make you start realizing like, maybe she's, she's not really yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. Maybe this isn't really real. And yeah. the, the first one that stood out to me was the very first time she, she appeared at his door after he followed her. Mm-hmm. And she called him by name. She called him Arthur. Yeah. And he had never introduced himself, never said his name to her. And I, I, ne- I didn't uh, know that, like that. This whole thing was a was like was a fantasy to him yeah. until the moment where it was revealed that that she was actually fake. Like I didn't catch on. Yeah. But I did see those little hints, and I remember in the theater I was like, well, "That's weird." Like, yeah. I I, how'd I, I she didn't know his
1: name. I didn't buy her being real for a second uh after their elevator their first initial interaction that was probably real but once he started like he like smiled at her she was walking away and stuff when she came back and he like you know he came home from something one day and he like immediately went to her apartment like romantically took her into his arms and all that i I knew for a second i was like oh she's just not there that's just that's just not happening because that is just way too uh, way too unrealistic yeah even if uh you're, you're 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 like me who caught it or you who didn't catch it until later it works both ways because it is set up properly with the the murray talk show vision so that's just yeah a neat little trick that the story plays and it's awesome i, I love it because it's still a great realization in turn of events and so. i mean
0: it works very well with the other sorts of truths that we learn in the film yeah because you know as the film progresses, we start to learn or well you know it, it's first revealed that thomas wayne is arthur's father and then we find out that, you know, maybe that might not be true. And actually right. maybe it's his mother right. who is either lying or as we find out, yeah. she is delusional and she makes things up and she believes these things. She believes they're true, but they're not actually true at yeah. all. And so and so it ties in very well with the other truths that are revealed and, and discovered within, yeah. within within the story. Yeah, it, it, it's very it can make you ask very interesting questions of how much of this movie is actually
1: happening. Like like what's the what's the you know, what's really going on, which is great. I mean,
0: like those stories where you're, you you're not sure about the reliability of the protagonist. Yeah. It makes the the film all the more interesting because the conflict is, is that much bigger, Yeah, you know, and it's, it's fantastic. It's it's so crazy and so fascinating. Absolutely. So
1: that, that (laughs) kind of quickly summing it up, but that's like most of the first hour and a half i'd say of the movie yeah it's is, probably like is him just kind of uh i guess for lack of a better term yeah. him kind of meandering around just getting kicked constantly like by this or that there's no really good thing going from him aside from sophie but you find out sophie's fake yeah and yeah and, and um all these things just kind of just come crashing down once the once the veil gets lifted and he visits uh he visits bruce wayne uh he he, he goes to because he he thinks arthur uh, sorry, Arthur thinks that Thomas Wayne is his father. So he goes to Wayne Manor and uh, runs into Bruce Wayne um, and, you know, has a whole interaction there. And then Alfred comes out and he actually uh, strangleholds Alfred for a little bit. And um, Alfred is the one that's like, what are you talking about? Your, your mom was crazy. She made this up. I'm sorry, dude. He goes to uh, confront Thomas Wayne directly at a show. And um, Thomas Wayne is like, you're adopted. And then punches him in the face, and
0: also tells him that his mother is delusional. And yeah, tells yep. him
1: that his mom's crazy. And um, then he goes to a hospital to pull up adoption records, and sure enough, he he managed to, to to physically take them from one of the caretakers. And yeah, it's all true. His mother was some sort of narcissistic narcissistic. This uh, she has some sort of narcissistic disorder. Yeah, and a bunch of other things. And I, he I, was beaten as a kid by one of her boyfriends.
0: Yeah. And, I, I want to briefly talk about that that scene mm-hmm. that that one scene where he's at the hospital and he's you know he's looking through the cage. Um, this scene has really stood out to me from the first from the teaser trailer where where Joker is looking through the cage and he says what you know that moment oh, right yeah. there in the trailer was like I remember watching that and thinking like oh that was that was a nice delivery like that was really really good mm-hmm. that scene if you have just watched it or. If, you know, if you're watch or if you're listening to this before you watch it, I want you to like really pay attention to that, to that, to the performance during that scene. That is that's one of my favorite parts of of, of uh, Phoenix, of Joaquin Phoenix's uh, performance. You can really see the crazy starting to settle in right there. And, and what, what I like, what I like about it is that he's in the asylum. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like he's home. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I find that really fascinating and it's just, I love that scene. Like I loved it from the trailer and now like actually having seen it like full on out, like from the film, it makes it even better. So, so really like watch that scene again and, and watch his performance. It's, it's phenomenal. You see all the mannerisms in his eyes and his body language. So yeah, just watch that scene again. Yeah. So, um, he gets the
1: records, he goes back to another hospital where his mother's being kept he kills his mother because uh, at this point, that's that's the breaking point, right? That's where it's like it all kind of snaps. He kills his mother and then uh, he goes back to his apartment. He tries to enter Sophie's apartment. And then that's when we find out that she's totally a delusion of his. She's not a friend. She's not a relationship. They're not dating. She's just a, a poor woman that has a stranger, a deranged man appear on her couch. And that's the extent of their relationship um, who she met once in the elevator. And, um, yeah, so, um, it's also
0: unclear whether or not he kills kills them or not. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not
1: clear. Um, I don't think so. I feel like they would have made more effort if he did, but, or or not more effort. There'd been more of an indication, but, um, very ambiguous. It's ambiguous, I suppose. Yeah. I mean,
0: this whole, this whole string of scenes is very, very important to his transformation and you can physically see it, Yeah, especially in that scene where he's in Sophie's Yeah like his face is just so angry and so like just just so conf- like he's confused he's angry and he's just like he's losing it it's, yeah it's pretty it's phenomenal to so, see. so
1: so he's actually he, he um he's presented an opportunity to come on to murray's talk show right uh because there are some video recordings of him absolutely bombing at uh stand-up because we said he was a he was, a, he was an aspiring comedian so he tried to do stand-up and obviously, someone in his condition can't really do, do good stand-up. So they're kind of, you know, they invite him on it kind of as a gag. They've, Robert De Niro's character is always going to make fun of him. Um, but he accepts the interview. As he as he's getting ready for the interview, uh, two of his co-workers come. One of whom was one of the guys that gave, or he was the guy that gave Arthur the gun. And then another coworker. worker um,
0: And, and, and just, to, just to remind everyone, like the co-worker that gave him the gun... Then tried to oh, yeah, like he take all the money off of him. He sold yeah, him out yeah, and sold him out yeah, to, uh, to to their his boss,
1: boss, and he got him fired from his job. Right? Yeah. Like it's everything. It's every. It's coming at Arthur from every direction, and you really can't duck or dodge any of it. And it, it just you feel bad for this guy. Um, and then he kills the one guy that sold him out. He kills the guy that gave him the gun, because obviously very very deranged, and you know. He does, however, spare the other coworker because the other coworker was the only one that ever showed him every kind of, like, kindness. And he kind of remembered that. And that's, yeah, it's just, it's super deranged. And it's done really well that, like, like you're not sure if he's going to let this guy go. And this poor dude that has nothing to do with anything. And he's like, I didn't know if he was going to let him go or not. And I'm just really happy that he did. Because I think, yeah, in line, that's kind of in line a little bit with what Comic Joker might do is, like, <laughs> Why not? Why not let him go? Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's so grimy, but like, uh, cause like he just did this horrendous act, <laughs> but it's like, Oh, you were
0: nice to me. You can go I'm like, Oh God. <laughs> oh, you're scary. It, it's, it's at this point of the story that everything really started sinking in and me of like, Oh, this is, this is awesome because yeah. you started seeing, you started seeing less of Arthur and more Joker, Joker yeah. and that was awesome because you know like like we had touched upon earlier the first part of the, like the first like act and then maybe like a little bit over half of the second act it felt a little slow it felt like it was but at the same time you know it was still great you know like it wasn't like oh this is slow you know yeah like, it was good. it was just like was great. You know, where is this going yeah. we finally got to that point where it was like Oh, I see now. You yeah. know, like I see what this whole buildup was for. And and you start to see like these different mannerisms of Joker coming out, you know, like he's crazy, you know? And yeah. you were starting to see that in every single little thing. And it was it was awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'd say that once he finally snaps, that's when the movie really picks up and it kind of coincides with my level of enjoyment throughout the entire movie. And um by the end, I was pretty much sweating, even though I, you know, you can kind of kinda he's he's a total wild card. But um I'm not gonna say they do anything that totally like threw you for a loop, you know, after this point. Once he doubles down as Joker, you can kinda kinda see where it's gonna go. But still, like I was nervous the entire time, like, just because he's so convincing walking Phoenix was. And um yeah, so uh he goes on the talk if we're just gonna, you know, quickly list off what happens after, he goes on the talk show. He tells a couple really, really dark, dark jokes and then he goes on a whole rant about how, you know, the upper class and all these these phony people Blah blah blah. It's all your fault. And you just kind of push us, and you don't pay attention to any of us. Meanwhile, there's a giant clown riot right outside. Like everyone's getting, they're like they're waiting for the spark, right? And they're just loaded on TNT, and they're ready to blow. Gotham's ready to explode. And he goes live, and he tells those jokes, and he gives a rant, and then he shoots Robert De Niro's character point blank in the face on his own television, on live television. live television. Yeah. And that's the that's the spark that that sets the whole city on fire, basically, from that. And um, in in some of the direct actions of the riots is that uh, Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne are murdered and Bruce is spared by someone in a clown mask. It's not Arthur, but it's, you know, one of the several thousand clowns that are all running around um, these low class people that are lower class people that have been pushed to the absolute brink. And it's just chaos. I think the riot scenes are some of my favorite in the entire movie. It's nuts. It's, it's pure mayhem. And that's exactly what yeah. it's supposed to be, yeah. which is awesome. And he's loving it. He gets arrested, but then an ambulance hijacked by clowns crashes into his cop car, and then he comes out and he does a little dance because he's been dancing the entire movie. Yeah. I think that's a way of him calming himself yeah, yeah, throughout yeah. the entire film. And he does a little dance, a little jig, and he notices that um, he's got blood coming out of his mouth. And so he takes the blood oh, from his mouth and he just kind of smears the smile, the iconic Joker... Uh, Ga- Gla- Gla- Glasgow grin, right? That smile from from ear to ear yes. with his own blood oh. as the makeup's kind of smearing. Cause oh, it,
0: that's that my was really favorite. Cool. <laughs> dude. That that is my favorite shot of the entire movie, man. It oh, was so cool. It was cool.
1: It was. It, it's super dark, obviously, because you don't want to cheer for a villain. But man, was it cool? Because it's like, all right, well, there he is. There's there's the there's the guy. That is him, yeah. man. That like there's your there villain.
0: Were, there were multiple times in this movie where, I well, okay, so I want to preface it with this. Before the movie came out, before, when it was just announced, I uh-huh. remember thinking, God, are you? No. Like, please don't do this. Please don't do this to Joker. Like, with what? Well- like, I didn't want them to mess up a Joker story. hmm. Because Joker is like one of my, I mean, it's, it's kind of cliche because he's the Joker and one of the best villains of all time. He's one of my favorite villains ever. Sure. And so I didn't want them to, to mess it up. Yeah. There's a, there's something,
1: there's definitely a conversation to be had that a Joker without an origin story is the best kind of Joker. Yeah. Because, you know, it ties into Batman and um, Batman's your character, but this is, yeah. Sometimes you do get a Joker origin story and this is is done really well. Exactly.
0: And so, so before the film came out, I was like, God, please don't mess this up. Please don't mess this Mm -hmm. up. There were multiple times within the film where I just couldn't help but just stop and realize this is Joker. Yeah. Like this is it. Mm-hmm. This, like there is no arguing here. This is Joker. And that made me so happy. Yeah. And and oh man. Just the just the spiral into this into this iconic character in it in a unique and just fascinating yeah. way was awesome yeah and like and then finally like at the end having that satisfaction of like here he is you yeah. know this is him arthur's gone he is joker now yeah that was awesome and i I loved it yeah i i
1: i yeah, I, I i think that it is definitely kind of ties into you know like your your whole like oh this is joker I think you could, you know, st- a lot of that can stem from. I mean, his last cinematic portrayal was Jared Leto, and no one liked that for the most part. That was so not it's like, Joker. It's finally, t- finally to see him back. You know, it, 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 the Dark Knight was, um, God, the Dark Knight was eleven years ago, yeah. right? So it's been a while yeah. since he's been done justice.
0: So it's like, oh hey, cool, yeah, no fear, fears avoided. Yeah, like this is the Joker we want. Yeah, this is the one that we want to see. Yes, yeah, a hundred percent. I love the dancing, dude. The dancing Throughout. was so cool. Like
1: <laughs> there was some where I was a little like okay, but then like like most of it when he's going kind of slow. Yeah. Like, oh nice. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah it, I mean
0: I don't know what it was. Like it's, it's just creepy. such it's such it's a weird. Yeah. It's it's it is it's creepy. It's yeah. it's just a weird thing that he does. And when I okay, so here was my first interpretation of it, and I, and I it maybe it may still be true. At first, I thought it was so. This was after the um. After the subway murders, like yeah. you know, the very first time he killed and yeah, he went into in the, the bathroom, bathroom and he yeah, was dancing, yeah, yeah. you know, and we saw like that, that shot from the trailer. You right. Know? I thought for a second that was his mechanism that he had learned from like from therapy or, or working or like his meetings with the social, social worker or anything like that. That was his like his like uh, his way of, you know, calming himself down, you know, was dancing. Yeah. But as the film progressed, I was like, hmm. I don't know if that's true no, anymore, he's just, you know. He's just doing it. Yeah, he's just he's just doing it. And it, but it fit. it fits so well, you know? <laughs> yeah. It absolutely. was great.
1: Yeah. No, he's nuts. Um that pretty much does it for the story, but um I mean just just some final notes um that I wrote down. Uh, there's a saying that a hero is only as good as his villain, and while we've seen good hero origin stories with villains that aren't that great or even like poor quality, I'm looking at you, DC, and some early Marvel movies. <laughs> but this is the first time we've had a great villain in a story where there is no hero. Or, I guess, like one interpretation can be that the villain is the hero because the world doesn't offer him any heroes. The heroes that he does look to completely tear him down and spit in his face. And
0: it's just like, wow, okay, yeah, it's 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 totally unique. Like everyone's a villain. Yeah, everyone's a villain.
1: And and like like maybe the tiniest little flicker of a light of, of positivity at the end of this movie is um, and it's maybe my favorite part of the movie in that even um, as disgustingly dark times that are portrayed in this Gotham uh, tragedy can, can sometimes breed hope. And there's that shot of Bruce Wayne standing in the alley and, and you see that he's directly affected by the events of these riots in the finale. And, and we all know that, where bruce standing in that alley we all know where that story goes and so it's i don't want to say it's a nice end because it's not a nice end it's, it's not a fun it's not a nice end at all but it, it's that little flicker of maybe a little bit of light that, that there, there is kind of you know hope because you know it's bruce it's bruce yeah, it's, yeah. it's batman He's gonna be batman yeah. it, 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 and we all love batman but like <laughs> uh it's not his movie and and it, it's a nice end because um or at least I think it'll be a better ending just having that one shot of Bruce in the alleyway. I think that'll make for a better ending if this movie doesn't get a sequel. Because because why why bother? You know, you know what Bruce is, you know what Bruce is going to do. Bruce is coming. Like you you know. <laughs> you know that Bruce, yeah, Bruce Bruce is eventually going to fuck this guy up. Yeah. Yeah. But but um we don't need that. We 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 got that's been done. We That's got done. all we needed. Yeah, we, we got, got all we needed. needed. Yeah, this is, let, this ju- let this just be the Joker movie. We don't need a direct sequel. We don't need a, a faraway sequel. I, lo- I would very much love if this movie, in the world we live in with a whole bunch of sequels for everything, I would
0: love this movie could stand alone because I think that makes that ending all the better. No, I completely agree. Yeah. Completely agree. This was one of those endings, like, to touch upon what you were saying of, like, um, you know, this was, this was not a nice ending. No. This was one of those where it wasn't like, ah, you know, like, good ending you know I'm, I'm happy you know let's 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 get out of here you know it was like when the final shot like or when the final like moments happened it was like oh shit you yeah. know like oh fuck like this is this is the this is how it ends yeah this is how it ends but it was it was awesome in that him in the asylum again yeah, yeah. and yeah. so yeah. would Escaping, i maybe would i like to see joaquin phoenix as joker again sure but no but no yeah i don't, I don't really but but, but no, don't do it yeah. You know, like I leave it. It was, it was great. It was, let me, it was perfect. Let how me, it
1: was. let me imagine, let us imagine how the story is going to play out. From yeah. There. Because yeah, you've got you got a great thing on your hands. You don't need to take a chance by cat because you get into the whole thing of like, well, who's going to play Batman or they going to get Joker or uh, Joaquin Phoenix back, all that stuff.
0: Don't, don't do it. Just let, let, let it sit. Let yeah. it sit as a standalone because it's, it's, it's near perfect. Yeah. yeah. So, like, so it's, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I like the film left us wanting more. But at the same time, just let us imagine that more. Let, yeah. Just let, let us imagine we, it. We know.
1: We know Bruce is coming. We, we know. Because <laughs> that's that's our fucking boy. That's Batman. That's the best. That's the goddamn best superhero of all time. <laughs> and we know. We, we can imagine the fight. We can imagine what happens. But just don't show us. I don't want to see it. It sounds weird that I don't want to see it. But I don't want to see it. Because, yeah, in my head, it's so much nicer. Yeah, just like, yeah. oh, no, that kid. That kid's going to come back. <laughs> that, that kid's going to come back strong. It's so sad. It's such a fucked movie, but like But it's awesome. Yeah. But it's it's so good. It's it's done so well. So like
0: This is one of the here's I I like I love this about movies is that when you see it, you think about it a lot. You think about like the things you liked about it, the things you didn't like about it. And for me, a lot of times I walk out of films having one opinion of it and then I will just jump to either spectrum of I either hate it or I love it. This is one of those films where the more I talk about it, God, the more I fucking love it, man. Yeah. Like I think of the Last Jedi. I remember walking out of it, like <laughs> I was entertained, and and I was like, cool, that was that was a good, that was Star Wars. And then the more I talked about it, the more I thought about it. I was like, wow, that was that was not good. No, that was no. not like that was not a good movie. But this is one of those films where we walk out of it, we talk about it, we talk about it here on the podcast. God damn it! Just yeah, makes it, me love it, it, it more. It's man. It's so well
1: done. It's phenomenal. Um, that about does it for the story. Should we talk about casting, sure. acting? Yeah. Uh, I think it goes without saying that Phoenix is nuts. Like he's literally insane. Uh, if, it,
0: if he doesn't get a best, if he doesn't get a best actor nominee, not that's a pretty this, big sub snub. Rather, that's yeah. unbelievable.
1: Uh, I, 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 think that it's as if, it's as if all of his movies before this were leading to this role because he's played crazy before, but I, I don't think this crazy. So. And, and he's just kind of one of those, you know, I feel like he's more of a method actor and just really gets into it and loses himself kind of. But yeah, he's, he's one of the greats and um, he's, he's like the Amy Adams, but he's like the male Amy Adams, like nominated a ton of times, doesn't really win. So maybe this time.
0: This is going to be I'll a love hard you, Amy year. Adams This what? is going to be a really hard year. Yeah. For performances? Yeah. Because yeah. you got, you got this one, you got Leo, you got Brad. Like, I mean, like. You never know about about Robert Downey Jr., you know, like that could, that yeah, could for
1: a legacy legacy award. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Or I mean, legacy nomination. Yeah. I mean,
0: and then we have a bunch of other films that are coming out that could definitely get like that. Yeah. that definitely have a lot of good contenders. Yeah. There's there.
1: Yeah. It, it'll be it'll be fun to see what happens in February speaking more on acting after killing his mom he, he finally starts to command the screen and that's what i kind of waited for the entire time was okay well it's joker when joker's on screen you're supposed to you know he's supposed to steal every second of the spotlight right well the brilliance of this movie is that he's arthur for most of it and he, he's kind of meek he, he would be someone in the crowd that you wouldn't notice at all and that's it that's entirely the point and then finally after he you know kills his mother and he snaps and he's waiting in sophie's apartment and the shadows just on his face kind of in the dark it's one of the scariest looks I've ever seen. I I was so scared for Sophie and her kid, and um, that's what I was waiting for the whole time—just the commanding presence. And he spends, yeah, he he. Once he earns the intimidation factor, he
0: doubles down on it, and that's that's like that's all you can ask for. So thank God. I I liked what you said about he's Arthur for most of the movie because mm. I hadn't. I mean, like I realized that, but you know, now hearing it out loud, it makes me realize like they 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 made it the perfect amount of time between Arthur and Joker because, you know, I thought he was going to turn into Joker a little bit earlier. Yeah. And then we were going to see a I lot kept thinking, more Joker. I kept thinking, Oh, he's going to like form his empire or whatever. Yeah. You know, that's what Joker does. He yeah. He yeah, yeah. gang together, but yeah, but we saw just the perfect amount of, of Joker at the end to be like, yeah, he's here. He right. is here, you know, and, and, and it didn't get old and it, right. it didn't overstay or anything like that. It Not was, at just, all. it was perfect.
1: Yeah, Yeah. 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 Um, there's a lot of comparisons right now, uh, to Phoenix's Joker to uh, Travis Bickle and Taxi Driver, played by Robert De Niro, who's also in this movie. Um, I don't know how I feel on that comparison quite yet. I, I definitely see it. There's even like direct homages, like when he puts the uh, the finger gun to his head, you know, like that kind of thing. And um, obviously, Tra- Taxi Driver is also a movie about a like a lower class kind of guy that is really, really deranged with the lowest. Which is just how the how the wealthy and affluent, you know, affect society and all the stuff that comes with that, um, the political struggle there. Um but I don't know how I feel about direct comparison yet, because I feel like even the character of Travis Bickle is very different than Phoenix's Joker.
0: But yeah, it's just I and mean, they're there.
1: There there are definitely comparisons. Yeah,
0: and- I can and I can see the comparison. I think the, the thing that makes it difficult is the fact that the character that is that like one of the characters that is being compared is The Joker, who has been one of the best characters for the past, like, what, 80 80 years or something like that? Yeah. You know, so it's just, it's very difficult to be able to, to compare the two when one is a film character that has been seen once. And I mean, great character, but then the other movie,
1: actually, we were talking about him earlier. Wait, what? Scorsese movie, actually. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, We we were talking about him earlier. says, oh, that's funny. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: But I mean, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to compare one character who has been in one film. But then compare him to the Joker who has been around for so long and has had many different portrayals, many different origin stories. So it's difficult. It's it's difficult to compare the two. But but, you know, it's it's not an invalid argument.
1: No. Um, And just as far as the other actors go, uh, De Niro is really convincing as a talk show host. It totally sells a Johnny Carson kind of vibe or um, I don't even know who else. But um, the actor that plays Thomas Wayne, I'm unfamiliar. He was really good. Um, you know, you can just see that kind of firm Wayne <laughs> stubbornness and toughness. Um, Not a lot of big characters in the movie. It's very much one character driven piece. This is a very subjective yeah. film. Not a lot of very. big characters, but small roles with big impacts like the guy, the, the co-worker that gave Arthur the gun. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah, th- it's they're not doing much. But there's still totally, they're, they're, there's not a weak performance in the movie, I don't think.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Sophie, who's played by Zazie Beetz, she was great. Yeah. Um, oh, and Joker's mom, Fa- uh, Frances Conroy, she was phenomenal, especially given that she was supposed to also be another unreliable character, you know? Like, I, I, I kind of picked up early on that something was not right with her, but, you know, she hit it very well. Um, And so, you know, she did a great job. Everyone, like I said, everyone did a great job. Yeah. And I mean, there, there's just, there's no way that you can say that anybody was better than Joaquin Phoenix. Though. No, not a wink link,
1: but man, your main character was done so well. So there you go. You got it. Getting more into the technical side of things. Uh, what do you think of the cinematography?
0: I thought it was unfucking believable dude. Mm. I, I loved it. Um, so the director of photography was Lawrence Scher, whose uh, previous films were uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, the one that came out re- uh, recently. Yeah. Um, War Dogs and all of the Hangover Hangover movies, which the uh, which War Dogs and all the Hangover movies were also directed by Todd Phillips. So yeah. Um, Todd is obviously you know bringing back his full team and and. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's really cool to see, you know, always support that because a director that knows the strengths of his crew. That's yeah, awesome. Exactly. I mean, you play off of that. Exactly. You, you have a relationship
1: that's founded after years of knowing and working with each other. So yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he worked with the same editor, right?
0: He did work with the same editor, uh, editor Jeff Groth as well, who who did uh, War Dogs and Hangover 3. Yeah. So there you go. Um, the I results thought, speak for themselves. I mean, just to talk re- again about cinematography, I like there were the two standout things for me were lighting and color. Okay. Um, to, to talk on on lighting i, I want to mainly talk about the use of shadows yeah um and and we've, we we t- we mentioned this but in the scene where he's in sophie's apartment yeah. and you know it's revealed that that she would like the fantasy around her was fake the the shadows that are cast over his face make his his aggressive and angry look just all the more like all the more uh, <laughs> intense, so you know, yeah. it is, it's, it's genuinely scary. Yeah. And the same with when, um, with when he is in, uh, is in his apartment and his two coworkers come to visit him and he's kind of leaning and then yeah. he looks up, you know, yeah. the shadows that are cast on his face, just bring out that anger even more. And it, it, the, u- like I said, the use of lighting and shadows mm-hmm. is just so well done to be able to, to really bring about Joker's feelings.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I one thing for just how it was filmed. Uh, there was a lot of moments of Arthur walking up the stairs to his apartment, really slow, drawn out because he's this weak thing. And the one time he walks down the stairs, he's in the full Joker costume and he's he's fucking dancing down them. It's great. I that's uh, he's so happy. Or faking being happy, I guess. But there's a guy that just came out of killing one of his coworkers, and he's just he's doing a little jig down the steps. Yeah, I had noticed like that. That, that, that was that's that's the only time that he comes down the steps yeah, to his apartment. I hadn't noticed that. Yeah, that's kind of cool. It's, it's sick, right? Yeah, yeah I, I love that. I was like, oh, that, that's that's because he at least walked him up at least twice. And I'm like, okay, well, that's got to come back. Yeah, something.
0: yeah. i was so happy that. Interesting. It did. Oh, I yeah. hadn't I hadn't noticed that. Yeah, really that's cool. Sweet. And you know,
1: you can do a whole like oh descent into hell, whatever kind of yeah, yeah. parallels you want to draw. Oh, man, um, that's dope. Yeah, but the whole movie is, is uh, I'd describe it as clean, but it's literally very dirty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. can see
0: that. Just a lot of contrast. Really a good shots. Contrast. Really good editing. But
1: everything's so ugly yeah. a,
0: and, and, and and abysmal looking, you know? I mean, so so. so uh, I, I want to touch on color really quick because now that we're kind of talking sure, about yeah. the look of the film... Uh, something that is used by a lot of filmmakers nowadays is the orange teal color correction. Yeah. Is is you know making the teals and the oranges of the color of the of the um of your shot pop. And it looks great. However, you know, like I said, it's used by a lot of people nowadays and so it's almost kind of overused. However, this was the best use of it that I have ever ever seen. I thought that it made every shot look great and it also gave the 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 um the film like a very specific tone Mm -hmm. um it made it like like you were saying it made it very like gritty you know yeah like the use of the orange teal as well as like the 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 um the the sharp contrast and everything like that i thought it was really really nice um it definitely gave the 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 film a very specific look uh that worked extremely well for it so yeah yeah i mean kudos to them I, i really think it was the best use of orange teal that i that i've seen right on um
1: getting into like costume design makeup i i love the joker's design um there are many sequences where like the makeup will get smeared and it'll look like tears coming down his face stuff like that um i kind of wish they kept the teardrop look for when he was on murray's show um but that's just a minor minor nitpick and then of course the the smile with his own blood at the end how can you not love that it's just all that kind of stuff yeah fantastic and and
0: i mean i I find this cool because like Again, before the film came out, I was an early critic. I was like, "Oh, I don't like that that Joker makeup. That it didn't look good to me." But then after the trailers came out, and then now after having seen the film, I really appreciate it. I, I think it it fits the the character and it fits this film specifically very very well.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I maybe there's something to be said too that like, um, I feel like this is the this is definitely the Joker that has the most amount of makeup on his face. And it really kind of sells the whole—he's hiding behind a mask or whatever. But I mean, it is his face by the end of it—that's his real face, you know, and Arthur. But um, compared to Ledger, Leto, or anyone else, he's wearing the most he's, he looks the most like a clown in this one. Right. Yeah. It's just you know, and that ties into the whole movement that he inspires and all that. It's all really well done,
0: and um, just really appreciate it. Yeah, and and it again, this kind of ties back into where this feels like a comic book Joker in the real world because you know his clothing is very flashy it's very brightly colored big shoes exactly and so while it is like exaggerated it fits so well you know it fits perfectly with with this character that has been established and and it's just awesome it's really really well done so i mean kudos to to the costume designers as well as to to todd phillips for for taking it in this direction
1: yeah yeah and then just as far as uh, production design goes, kind of already talked about it, but Gotham looks like the worst parts of New York or LA, except it covers the entire scope of the city. It might be the worst Gotham's ever looked on screen. And I think that that kind of truly serves its purpose of fueling all of the pain Arthur suffers, as well as the fury that he derives from it. Like um, just, just the entire setting is so grimy and and, and, and just you, the worst kind of conditions. Yeah, right. And I think
0: it should be noted, it takes place in the 80s yeah it does Um, yeah so there was a there was an easter egg with with the final film that like they showed the title of that the the waynes were watching when they're walking to the theater yeah 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 yeah. i forget what it's called but um we 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 looked it up because it was like an easter egg and it was dated to the 80s so it it like sets a date to this film yeah but i mean just the production design of it all is fantastic i mean yeah you, you touched upon it but this was like this was probably the best Gotham we've seen so far. It's ugly. It's re- it's, it's ugly. like it's ugly in a really good way, you yeah. know. It, it's because that's what Gotham's supposed to be. Yeah. It, like that's what it's supposed to be set up as and and like the Nolan Gotham was was that way but almost kind of just in Batman Begins. You know, like, once it once it reached Dark Knight and, well, and uh, Dark Knight the whole, Rises... I guess story
1: reasons for that is Batman's around at that point and he kind of cleans up. Yeah,
0: no, I, I get that, I get that. But, like, but still, you know, like, like yeah. Gotham is... It doesn't look Gotham's as gross Gotham. as it does here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this
1: is, uh, give or take, this is about maybe 15 years before Bruce Wayne probably comes into yeah. his own and it's already just a hive. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so...
0: I mean, it was fantastic. And, and then they also did a great... They did a great job of... of um, of establishing the elite parts of gotham as well mm-hmm. you know like you could clearly see the difference between the lower class settings and the upper class settings yeah it was
1: very very well done. yeah the, like the theaters your art uh places the yeah. talk show um yeah. even just the three guys coming into the subway late at night that arthur kills um you know they're all in nice suits and whatnot
0: and i mean even even, even down Wayne, to like the little the smallest things Wayne like Manor. the ba- yeah 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 i mean even and even down to the smallest things like the bathrooms you know, like the one that, that yes. he, you know, like when he went into the bathroom. Good pull. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. I like didn't a- think after about that. Yeah. after he went into the bathroom after after the the Kill subway him. murders. Yeah. it's like it's gross. Gro- like yeah. <laughs> like graffiti all over the place, and like it's bad, right? But then you follow him into the theater that Thomas Wayne was in, and you go into the ba- into that bathroom. Purely cl- <laughs> like pure clean white walls, like yeah. white floors. Everything was yeah, pristine. That's that's a great word for it. Everything was perfect and so like even the tiniest things down to the bathroom awesome. we like
1: we're very well done did not think about that that's brilliant yeah good catch i guess that's all we really got for production
0: yeah. and stuff so i mean i think that's all we got for for everything i mean just yeah. final thoughts
1: um final thoughts it's fantastic uh i'd give it like a high eight i don't, it, it, on a scale of 10 i think if you want to do the the arbitrary scale as i like to call it um i would probably give this movie like a high eight maybe eight seven eight eight maybe it's not a nine for me because I said I'm not over the heels, but it does so much so well. And I'm like, OK, this is this is a great movie. It's it's really, really, really well done. A fantastic performance by its main character. And um, it will live better. It, it'll 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 be more favored in my mind if it stands alone. That is that is my my biggest takeaway.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I um, agree. Yeah. I mean, for me, Aaron and I briefly talked about, you know, what what would you rate this film before this started? this kind of ties into what i was saying about this film for me in that the more i talk about it goddamn, the more that i fucking love it yeah yeah yeah. when we got out of this film i was like you know what I'll, i think i'll give that one an 8.8 then when we got back to aaron's place i was like you know what i think i'll give it a nine i think i would i think i would bring this one up to probably 9.3 Ooh. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there. That's good. Yeah, that one feels good to me. That's good. I, I'm gonna leave it at a nine point three. I nice clean loved This film, yeah, loved it. And again, the more that I talk about it, the more I love it. The more you like and it. And I feel like that's that's just gonna be the case, you yeah. know. Um, like, I agree. I agree with you in that like. Please, please don't make a sequel. Like, leave it. Leave, leave it. it. Leave it. Let, it's it's let, great. <laughs> this sounds so messed up to say,
1: but let Bruce Wayne stand in that alley. Yeah. Let, yeah, yeah. let, him, <laughs> let him soak it in because we, we know what's coming. Like, that sounds so messed up to say, but, like, I I like to just imagine what's going to happen after. I don't need to see it played out because we don't need another Batman movie for a little bit, even though we're going to get constantly. Yeah, Batman we're, we're going right? to get one. But, but, like, just leave it alone. Leave it alone because it's 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 cut off so well. So, we talked about it earlier, and it's obviously, you know, there's definitely an argument for hey, don't compare movie performances because one performance is unlike any other performance, right? But when you get a character like this, conversation inevit- is is kind of inevitable. So, do we want to try to entertain the
0: idea of where uh, Phoenix ranks in terms of Joker performances? Oh God, we we can try, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what conclusion I'm going to come to, to be honest. Uh, I'll start then. Well, just to say the six jokers that we're going to be focusing on, um Cesar Romero, you know, the classic, um Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, uh Joaquin Phoenix, Mark Hamill. So he he's a little bit different because he's animated, but you know, we're still in- including yeah. him because he's an he's iconic remembered. Joker. Yeah, yeah. And uh Jared Leto. you know, Jared Leto.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so for me of that list, I'm going to say Phoenix is the second best Joker. And um you know, I don't know how much of that is because I was 11 when I watched the dark Knight and I to this day is probably the movie I've watched the most out of any other movie ever and I could as much as I've gushed about you know this performance and all that I've gushed way more over the years and and I guess time will tell who I talk about more you know in the future but I actually wrote a, a, a college paper for an English class like my freshman year about Ledger's Joker and the impact on that film and so like like I said time will tell I guess who I talk about more in the future but um just yeah, Ledger's number one with a bullet for me still. There are like I said uh moments where uh once once Phoenix gets that intimidation factor, he doubles down, he snaps and he 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 commands the screen. That's it. That's that's what rivals that Ledger level. That's what I'm that's what I'm at. Ledger's Joker has the benefit of the whole movie of The Dark Knight literally builds up to his every appearance. He's 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 a nigh unstoppable force of fucking nature that he impacts every facet of the story. But the difference is that this time Joker is the story. There's no Batman to to counterbalance or anything. So it, it, it's it's all Arthur slash Joker, right? So because most of the time is spent with Arthur, he doesn't command every second of every scene like Ledger did, and 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 not until he finally puts on the suit and, and the makeup, and and then, like I said, then that's what that's when Walking Phoenix gets to that Ledger level. So. Be, if, if the movie was two hours longer and it was just him doing his thing I don't know if I'd get tired of it because yeah it hit that ledger high like several times but like I said ledger has the whole movie working in his favor so that's not really fair so I I gotta I gotta give it to Ledger number one phoenix hard number two I'd probably throw Hamill at number three then nicholson then romero then Everyone else, and then Leto, <laughs> <laughs> and by everyone else, I mean every iteration of him in a comic, yeah, a, yeah. A, a video game, whatever, yeah, and yeah. then Jared Leto's firmly at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's where that's my takeaway. Holy shit, that's what I got.
0: That was well, that was. A, I really,
1: I really like Legends. No, game. I no, I mean no, I mean just
0: <laughs> that that entire analysis was yeah. like fucking. When awesome. I was
1: I was writing this down right when we were watching yeah, yeah. The, the football game. Well, was, good. No, a, I mean I was that, like, was, that was dope. That was really clock. that was yeah. Fun. No, I'm I'm glad I nailed it. I'm gonna follow that
0: up. Like I like this one. Because it was good. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep keep going. I'm just I I I I know
1: I have a feeling that uh, the more people I talk to about this movie, I'm gonna have to go to bat for Ledger. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I like yeah, yeah. I, I get
0: your thoughts in order now. You know? <laughs> so well I'm gonna it, it, to do my order. I'm gonna have to do it bottom to top go because on. I need to stall to figure out who my go top on. three are. Take your time. But okay, I mean you and I have the same exact bottom three. Um, f- fuck Leto, dude. Like <laughs> Like get get that like below. He's number seven. Damage. You don't like he's number da- seven, dude. Six is skipped. Like he's number seven on on <laughs> that just on a that blank list slate or
1: a blank blank entry at number six. Yeah, exactly, nice. exactly.
0: So seven is is Jared Leto. He's damaged uh, Number dude. six is is the Air. Um, number, <laughs> five, number five is Caesar Romero. Number four is um, uh oh my god uh fuck who was the other one that we had uh Nicholson. Yeah yeah Nicholson um okay okay all right. My top top three. three jokers. This is this is a very hard one. Yeah, cause I
1: cause I I guess I'll speak for you when I say that I know you have much more of a uh you have much more love for Hamill. Yeah. Than I. I was I was did. gonna say the same yeah. thing because you I, played you played the games, you watched the show. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: exactly. And so, Mark Hamill's like his depiction is just so special to me that like I want to put him higher up on the list, but like ah uh, this is fucking hard, dude. It is. It is. I think I think I have to do the same as you, but okay. the The reason why I I want to put Hamill at number three is because he is only doing the voice. You know what I mean? Totally fair. So so because like his his voice and and all of that is incredible, and that is the Joker. But it's just the voice when you actually have to physically become and act like the joker yeah that's what pushes the other two to the top for me so okay i think i i think pretty much we have the same list then because i will put mark hamill at number three uh fuck i think just out of just out out of sheer respect i need to put uh ledger at number one i think i need (laughs) to but like fuck man this he does uh, phoenix it's a hell of a performance yeah and 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 i i want to again tie it into when when this movie was first announced, like I was like, no, don't do this. Like, don't don't make this movie. But then Joaquin Phoenix was brought on and I was like, oh, OK, you kind know, of a like, weirdo. Yeah. 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 OK. All right. You got a you got a good, you know, reputable actor that has played great characters in the past. You know, OK. You know, like maybe this won't be too bad. And then and then the trailers came out and that was hype. And no, then no, we shoot, went yeah. and saw it today and like, oh, it's so good. But uh, you're right he got to that ledger level he got there he got there and that's the thing is like if i could put them both at number 1 i would put them both you at would, number yeah, 1 because yeah. th- this is like mm-hmm. the uh, like yeah th- these are the best depictions of the joker we've ever had yeah. is is phoenix and and ledger and i fucking love that because like i was so worried about this film yeah, and it, you know what mm-hmm. i started this podcast with with it met my expectations and and just just exceeded them a little bit no <laughs> no it exceeded it 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 surpassed my expectations so much and again it just comes with having talked about it more and more like, yeah fuck man i love yeah. this movie yeah yeah yeah. but i yeah i think i'm i'm putting ledger yeah. at number one two very Phoenix different movies
1: two. not fair at all for the argument but just yeah I, yeah I i i gotta take it pound for pound yeah and that's that's what put ledgers ledger firmly on top but man Man, Phoenix, yeah. wow, you gave him a run for his money.
0: Like if there was a tied for number 1 thing that yeah, I could deal. Do, deal. deal. I'd, put deal. The, I'd put him on the I put him on the same one level. One like me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I guess you could say Arthur Arthur is uh, uh Joaquin Phoenix is the best Arthur Fleck yeah. cuz Ledger's Joker doesn't have a name. <laughs> so
0: you (laughs) know oh awesome awesome Awesome. i
1: think that just about wraps us up
0: that's the joker yeah that is the joker guys please go see this movie if you haven't but i mean if you haven't seen this movie and you're listening to this podcast like why (laughs) also uh also watch the dark knight also watch the dark Knight. (laughs) also (laughs)
1: play the arkham games yes
0: (laughs) yes please play the arkham games if you guys haven't played the arkham games play the arkham games yeah i love those games um yeah that's uh that's about it what a what a review this yeah. was a this was a fun one. Yeah. A lot more energy, probably because we liked this movie as opposed yeah. to Yeah, I was about to say. Too. Last week we, <laughs> or last uh, last episode we talked about a clown. This, this episode we talked about a clown, very different, reaction. very different clown. <laughs> <laughs> much better yeah, clown. Yeah, we didn't get a much spider, better we didn't get a spider oh, clown funny. in this one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no 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 fucking spider clown, thank god. Spoilers for it too.
0: <laughs> so as always, thank you guys so much for joining us. Please go see this film, guys. It's so good. Um, Aaron, would you like to take us out and uh, let them know where they can find us on social media? So, you
1: can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and SoundCloud at The a and Podcast. And on Twitter, we actually changed our handle to at a and Podcast. On Instagram, we are at Aaron and Marco.
0: And that's our names, Aaron and Marco. And thank you guys so much for joining again. This has been a really fun episode. We are hoping that we will be able to uh, continue making new ones. This is something that Aaron and I have been really enjoying. And so uh, we're going to be working as hard as we can to continue to do these. And ask us questions. Yeah, ask us questions, please. We'd love to answer them. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And we will see you in the next one.
1: Just smile. You know, I was kind of upset that uh, that really good trailer music wasn't in, the, wasn't in the movie at all. I know. It was sad. Yeah, like... The whole time I I, I was waiting for that just epic piece to play, but
0: I guess the joke was on me.